game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Afrogetti. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. another edition of the post game pines podcast i'm sean campbell with mitch gallo and we are brought to you by labras brewery and uh by the way happy birthday labras i know that you may not be watching this on their birthday but four years old hey when you turn four it's a time to celebrate check it out labras.com uh, go out and check out the new some new of their lab series the Campbell play-by-play IPA. You can pick yourself up an angry gallo as well. It's uh, good for any time of the day. 133 Labrosse in Point Claire. They're ready to rock. They're ready to roll. They've got anything you need. And of course, proud partners of the post-game pints podcast. Cheers, Gallo. Cheers, uh, Campbell. There you got the angry gallo ale. Very uh, present and uh, happy birthday to Labrosse celebrating four years, as you mentioned. Very happy. Mm-hmm. to be uh, sponsors on the podcast. Mitch, you ready to bring in our next guest just right away? Let's do this. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, you can introduce her while I fix my lighting because it's driving me yeah. nuts. I look like one of the Simpsons right now. Hold on a second. That's okay. So do I because I'm in yellow. Shout out to the Caribous. I'm just in a baseball mood right now. Uh, we've been bringing in uh, different guests uh, throughout uh, the Post Game Pines podcast, talk Montreal Canadiens, talk hockey, to talk whatever we really want to talk about. And this is somebody that you and I both wanted to talk to uh, for a while, Mitch. And uh, we were finally able to coordinate and uh, bring it in. Uh, somebody that you and I have uh, interacted with before at uh, TSN 690, but we want to bring in RDS's 919's Daphne Malbuff. How you doing, Daphne? Hey, guys. Welcome to the Post Game Pines podcast. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, I'm on the water. You do what you want to do. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter what time of the day, water, beer. We just, you know, we're just living up to the title of the podcast. That's all we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to meet again. Yeah, for sure. We're going to have to get you, Daphne. You're drinking water because you don't have any of these beers yet, but we're going to have to get uh, Dave to give you a personal delivery. One of the Angry Galloways and one of the uh, play-by-play Campbells right there. Oh yeah, that's that's great. Like, of course, I will drink those. <laughs> <laughs> so, first thing, Daphne. Yeah. What have you been up to? I know that you know after you were around TSN six ninety for a while when we met for the first time, you were uh, working on the Melnick show. Then you went off to the world of radio on the French side, and now I'm seeing you on TV all the time. What's going on? What's new with you? A lot happened since then. Uh, that's we can say. Um, you know, when we first met, I had um, we that I worked at TSN. Um, I was still in university, and I just started to apply. You know, uh, 
here and there to have a job to make sure that I have a job uh, when I was I, I finished in April so yeah and um, just wanted to have a job when I get off at university so I applied here and there and just 919 had an opportunity for me to be a journalist out there uh, with Jean-Charles Lajoie so I've been there uh, for like a year uh, I've had been a journalist I have produced his show and after that, I still wanted to be a journalist. And uh, there was an opportunity at La Presse Canadienne uh, in the writing side with a, a, be a sports journalist. So I just took this opportunity. Um, and I had been there for uh, three years and a half, a little bit more of that. Um, and I was still doing a 919. Uh, I was covering the Montreal Canadiens because at La Presse Canadienne, I was not working night shifts. So I could have gone uh, for 91.9, just covering the Habs uh, for a year or two. And after that, you know, I just started doing some little gigs with the Rocket last year uh, in RDS. And they just proposed me a show called Les Trois Etoiles since we've been doing uh, since December, this December. And now I'm a full reporter for the Rocket this year uh, with them. So I'm doing some interviews with the guys uh, that we just show uh, during uh, the, uh, in the, the half of the period. So that, that's it. That's uh, it. That's, oh, that's, that's it? That's all? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty cool, Daphne, especially uh, in such a short amount of time. Now, now I'm curious. Well, we'll leave the writing stuff to the side for now because I know it's, uh, it's very different. But radio and television are similar in some ways, but also very different in, uh, in other ways. A lot limited as far as what you can do in television. So what have you learned so far uh, being uh, part of RDS, being on TV, and how does it compare to work in radio? I've learned a lot of things that I can say. Um, you know, radio is a little bit more like a discussion. Uh, we have time, we take the time on the radio uh, to just, you know, discuss a debate or whatever. But on television, it's very different. But it, it changes because, you know, like it changes uh, from if you have, you know, a gig uh, on the rocket or if you have your own show, like it's always, always different on TV. And, um, you know, when they called me last year to just like uh, to to go on TV with them, um, I was uh, going for uh, Pat Friolet, couldn't be there. Um, and, you know, they just called me because I had a screen test like two years back then. Uh, and they saw me and they were like, oh, we would like to work with you, you know, but in TV, it's it's more like you have to be on the good chair at the right time like tv is just <laughs> very specific so when they called me they were like we know that you don't have a lot of experience but we really like you like back then two years ago when we saw you and we think that this is the good gig for you so that was it uh, i never thought of do no i never thought of doing television but at this point i was like you know it's okay uh, i i you, I, I won't have but not I won't have a chance but you know like it's okay they didn't took me two years ago when they said that to be like kind of I don't kind with me uh, I didn't know that they were like still thinking about me so that surprised me a lot it was like a week before the game so they were like okay 
uh, you'll have to do this, you know, the interview before the game, the interview in the beside the periods and just the, the, the interview after that. And I was just like, okay, that is way, way, way like other reality than just like TV or writing or whatever, you know, like you have to be prepared. It's a short time. You have one minute to do your interview. It's just like timing, timing, timing. And, you know, like in radio, you can have your notes. You can just like think and just, you know, having a conversation, like be more relaxed. <laughs> But TV is just like, okay, you have one minute, be there. Just like look at the camera. There's someone talking in your ear uh, while you're talking to a player. The player is just like responding three words to like your... <laughs> 15 second question so you're like okay i have to think fast tv is just like really different in this point you have to think fast you have to act fast and it doesn't like you don't want to show that you're stressed because you know like in the camera it it looks like you're stressed so that is very different from radio um but tv is a lot of fun like you know the Some people told me before I, I did TV that TV was very special because it brings a lot of adrenaline that you didn't, you know, have in other points in your life. And it's true. Like live TV is just like, okay, I, I, I have to do it. I have to deliver. And just like that adrenaline is something very strong and very nice and very fun when you're comfortable with it. Um, so I've learned a lot. Uh, you know, like if I was looking back to my first Rocket uh, game, maybe I won't be satisfied with my performance. But, you know, like I've learned a lot in the last in the past year. Um, having my own show is also like something very different from doing like on the field, like journalist uh, apparition on TV is just like something very different. Uh, so, yeah, that. There's a lot of difference between TV and between TV and radio. There's a whole, whole world of difference. I also like the difference, in, and I'm glad you're, you're with us because Mitch and I, we cover on the Anglophone side, English, yeah. and a lot of the athletes that come through the professional, even the Rocket or the Habs, or if you go to the Impact or the Alouettes and you're just covering sports in the city, they're Anglophones. And it's a little bit, you know, we'll just talk with them, interview them. We don't have to translate. We don't have to do that. And, and yeah. sometimes we do it because there are, you know, there's there's the French players who speak and then we'll play press conferences in, in, in French and then kind of just let it be because, you know, and translate if we need to on that side. But being francophone, dealing with anglophone um, athletes and then putting it on a RDS or a 91.9, a French show, that, that, that to me, I always found it seemed challenging for the francophone television radio journalists. Oh, absolutely. And we can hear it now, you know, like with the pandemic, it's been like a year since I haven't talked in English, you know, at home, we don't talk in English. So mm -hmm. just like putting myself back in the routine to just like be comfortable talking in English. And, you know, I think like, like I said, on TV, you have to be like sharp. Um, but sometimes like when you're stressed or whatever, you know, your words doesn't come as you want it uh your your phrase are not good enough um so yeah it's just you know you're already stressed having to do an interview but like having to do a full interview in like 20 minutes you're like okay like this is something 
this is something. And uh, with TV, you have to translate like now. Um, and when mm. I did my first Rocket game, they told me like, okay, we'll try to just for the first time, just like taking a francophone so you won't have to translate. And no, 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 that didn't happen. I interviewed uh, Michael McCarron. First of all, Michael McCarron, like, can we just figure out how tall he is? So <laughs> he just like, he, was, he wasn't hearing me well. So he just like put himself through like at my size. And they were having a um, Star Wars concert. So seven guitars playing Star Wars song, just like 50 feet in front of us. And me just trying to hear what Michael was saying and translating my head. So having a question, translating right back and just having my other question, translating right back, that in one minute. Um, yeah, that, that was something. It, it's very I, I've always been impressed. I've always been impressed with, with that challenge, Mitch. Yeah, and, and, and I, I could tell you, uh, I was in the, uh, the Bell Center dressing room after McCarron played his first NHL game, and I would say uh, he has about a foot and two inches on me, <laughs> and then he was wearing skates. So he actually yeah. looked at me and he asked me, he's like, maybe I should take off my skates before uh, we do this interview. <laughs> So uh, I can totally relate to that, uh, Daphne. Uh, something I can't relate to is uh, is the fact that you're a, you're a woman doing sports, and I know that can be challenging. Now at RDS, you have one of the best, most experienced uh, female journalists in uh, Chantal Maccabee. Uh, I'm curious the challenges that you faced, if any, uh, trying to break in as a woman doing sports, and and what kind of mentor Chantal may have been for you. Uh, coming in here with uh, with RDS. Yeah, Chantal always has been uh, wonderful with me. Uh, you know, when I was working at 91.9, uh, I had to call her for uh, a, uh, an interview with Jean-Charles Lajoie. And she always been my model, you know? So I was, it was not like I was, I was stargazed, but a little bit, you know, just calling her and... Um, as soon as I called her, uh, she was telling me like, yeah, I saw that you uh, joined 919. I'm really proud of you. And she, she always has been like a very, very nice to all of us, all women that just like comes to cover the Montreal Canadian. She's, she's super, you know, like she's very extraordinary. And um, I'm really grateful for, for that. And um, even when I got my gig at the Rocket, um, I called her just like she can, she could give me some tips uh, and advices about like the interview before the game or whatever. Uh, Cause I know she has a lot of experience. So she was always there to help me. Um, it's curious, not curious, but it's, it's, it's nice. Cause I've never really faced any important challenges. Um, the only challenge I would say, uh, I had an internship at the, um, La, the CFL and I was covering the Montreal Alouettes and there were some like kind of tricky things with the guys back then. I don't want to do some names or whatever, but it was like my first time, my first experience and there were some challenges, but I was ready to, you know, like face them. So I was just like, not impressed 
with their jokes or whatever. I was just like doing my thing. And I know that, that it was the best attitude to have because uh, I heard Chantal was doing that back then, you know, just like ignoring their, what they were saying, their jokes or whatever. So that was just like the, the only time that I got a hard time being a woman of the field. But I've been very, very, very lucky. Um, you know, hockey players, you know, it, it's been a nice time for me because there's a lot of women like coming up uh, in, the, in the sports journalism. So, you know, the guys are more and more like it's, it's just common now to have women. So and we have great pioneers like Chantal, who just like, you know, get through all the all the bad things before us. And just like now we can just do our jobs without getting judged. Um, and, you know, I'm very grateful also that just all the men, uh, all our colleagues were just always very nice with me. Uh, I always felt like I was the, you know, the little sister for, for them. Um, and it started with you guys, you know, like started with you, started at a CFL and it's just, you know, you grow some confidence when people just have confidence in you, you can also grow that confidence for yourself. And then after when you got little things that are less nice, you can just like face them more easily, you know, like sometimes it's just on Twitter, uh, you know, like some fans are just like, oh, you don't know shit about hockey or whatever. And, you know, I don't get that very often. But when I do, I'm just like more prepared and it's just like having that confidence in myself to just like ignore them and just saying, you know what, like it's one guy and I had, you know, like 50 nice comments today. So just, just, you know, like let's forget, let's forget <laughs> this and just like move on. Well, I know one thing that you do know your shit about hockey, and I, I, I want to get into hockey. Uh, first, shout out, you're right, to Chantal McAvey. She, she's, by the way, yeah. I know, you know, for women in, in, in journalism, it's great, but I've had the opportunity to fill in for Dan Robertson, and I've been on the road, and then she's on the road, and then it's like getting to a scrum here and there, and she's always, knowing that I was like new and not there, not, I'm a guy, it's not just women, she, she's like, hey, Sean, how are you? Like, it's just very, she's just always been a class act all oh, the way. Yeah. Uh, through Absolutely. and through so I got to give uh, a shout out and a thumbs up uh, on that one even even like the the newbies on the road getting interviews with the coach you know it's it's just when you're part of that scrum or that yeah and know, it's uh, so nice having that you know like yeah. when you're new to this you just like it was it was for me to just like go on 919 and just after that you know I, I knew Chantal I knew Luc G I knew everyone that I was calling and so when I came on the covering the Montreal Canadiens, they were just like there for me and just yeah. hey, what's up? To, yeah, that you know, like it's it's very important. When so you're I, I yeah, so let's let's turn it to hockey and have a little conversation. I and and I know that you've been covering the Rocket, so I'd love to ask about some of those players. How about a player that is yet to really play for them, but he's part of the group? I know you had a, a deep conversation about Caden Gooley. Uh, with Caden Gooley and, and, and what he's done with the Rocket and the Canadians organization, yet he hasn't played and he's going to go back to his junior team. Uh, just your, your impressions of Caden Gooley, the, the person, before we get to the hockey player. I was so impressed by that interview because, you know, like um, in RDS, we just only present like four minutes, but we talked uh, about like 20, 25 minutes. Um, 
he's just turned 19 and he's already so mature um he has something to say he's just very I think he's very confident also with himself um and you know like sometimes hockey player as I said just like answer a 15 minute a 15 second question with like three words but it wasn't his case at all um just like having a great conversation with him um you know like he has grown so much in the past couple of months he got drafted he played in the world junior it wasn't easy they had to do a quarantine he has been a month over there and after that he was going back to play junior hockey Uh -uh, you're going with the rocket um so it has been quite crazy intense months for him but he's just like you know just staying very humble in that um just focusing on his hockey focusing on his growth and that i really liked about him but very mature very very yeah for for sure i think we've seen uh, quite a bit of him now uh getting to watch him at the world junior i hope we get to see him uh with the rocket at some point as campbell mentioned uh, he hasn't played but uh daphne we're uh, we're four games in uh, to the season for the Laval Rocket when we're filming uh, this podcast. So I'm, I'm curious, as far as the other guys through four games, uh, what stood out, what's impressed you so far? You know, like, it's a very different season. As Joel Bouchard said, you know, he has 34 players to just, like, go with. So it's not an easy situation for the Rocket, but I really like what I'm seeing. You know, like just looking like two years back, what was this team was all about and just seeing this year what it's all about. It's just, it's refreshing. Uh, we have we have really, really good players. And what I like is just like the, you know, the balance between the veterans and the new, and the new guys. And I really like what they can bring on the ice, but also I really like watching them work on the ice and it's very like a Joel Bouchard mentality I think to just like really communicate between them I I see everyone like you know on the bench just like talking okay giving them some tips and whatever I've seen guys you know like Jordan Will who could have had like a you know like not a bad attitude but just like being like pissed to be like with the rocket but, you know, he's been a very class act with the guys, just like giving some tips here and then. I really like the speed of this team. I really like, you know, like they're very hard working guys and having those 34 players in the team, you know, it brings some kind of competition in the within the team. So just like I think the guys are really enjoying that little competition and just like pushing themselves to go further. Um, it's going to be a weird season because, you know, playing against the same team, like four games back to back is going to bring like, you know, like some rivalries like we've seen in the NHL. Um and, and I think it's good for guys who hadn't compete in a long time. Like, you know, they're, they're having fun playing hockey right now and it's showing. So I really like what I've seen right now. Um, you know, I like guys like uh, Yessi Lonen. Uh, this guy really impressed me uh, with his speed, but also, you know, like he brings his speed when he enters, um, when he goes in the other territory. And it, instead of just like dump and chase, you know, he's just always trying to do like the offensive play that will create something very good. So, I've like seen him, um, you know, Jan Mishak, 
played two games. The first game was shy, was adapting to the AHL, but I really like what I've seen uh, in, the, in the second game. He was more implicated in all the plays. Uh, he was dropping puck to the net. So I really like that about him. And my player, you know, Harvey Pinard, uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard, I'm impressed. You know, like we knew, we knew what kind of player he was. I was watching him like when he was playing junior hockey. Um, but I, couldn't, I, I didn't know if he could adapt uh, fast enough to the HL uh, level. And he did really impress me. And, you know, like he always, he, he's always working, but just always like focusing on doing the right thing. Uh, the other guys, you know, like he's going in front of the net and just like shaking things. And if it's not an offensive play, he just like, uh, mm -hmm. he's, he's there with his feet and he drops fuck uh, on the net. But just like, you know, like, being with the other team in front of the net and other team just try to uh you know like having a little touch with him yes uh in the last game so the fourth game against uh, the, the the Belleville Senators and he tried to just like you know like getting pushing at him or whatever and he didn't reply just go back to the bench he's very focused in like his mission and what he has to do on the ice you guys have uh, have seen the rocket way more than me, so I'll throw a question at both of uh, you, Campbell and, and Daphne. Uh, what do you What do you guys think of uh, the comparison with uh, with him and uh, and Brennan Gallagher? Oh. I'll, I'll I'll go first. I'll just say if you watch Game Four, you saw the comparison. He scored a goal while sitting on the goalie, and uh, <laughs> it, it probably yeah. should have been goal. It probably should have been goalie interference if there was a review. But it, it wasn't, and he, he scored a goal. And then he then like two shifts later, he had another goal shorthanded, and then he could have had the hat trick coming down and going bar down, driving to the net. I mean, there there are a lot of comparables with him and Gallagher, Daphne. Yeah, and just not that they're both wearing the number 11. Uh, there is so much that we compare them to. Um, and, you know, like he, he said it, it's been an inspiration for him. Um, and he's the kind of guy, you know, like, he can be just like mean in front of the net or whatever, but he's also doing his job like offensively and just like skating around doing offensive plays. So yeah, there's a lot of comparison with Brendan Gallagher. All right. So I, I got to ask as well, uh, because you went down through some players and I agree with you with Yelonen. I've liked what I've seen so far with him and there's certain players, but in relation to the Canadians, there was the taxi squad where Ryan Palin and Kale Fleury were. Uh, so let's just, focus on Ryan Paling for a second uh but Ryan Paling how close is he to to the NHL do you think is it is it a longer term project uh, when you're watching him do you think he can he can jump in right now if, if need be Where, where's Ryan Paling along the line for the Rocket and the Canadians you're right I didn't talk about him I I, I forgot but Ryan Paling in the last two games uh game three and four he did really stand out um was you know like winning his one-on-one -on -one battles um he was implicate he was throwing pot in the net and yet at the the fourth game he was responsible for the first uh you know like belleville goals um but i like his attitude you know like after this you know he scored the first goal and after that uh he gave one goal to the senators um <laughs> you know ryan paling always has 
it, for me, it was always like kind of an attitude issue with him, just like discouraging and just like, ah, oh, I'm doing something wrong and just like keep doing something wrong, but not now. And I think like mentally, maybe he's more prepared. Um, maybe missing hockey was good for him. You know, like some guys being in the routine, always just like working, working. Missing hockey was good for some of them. And I think Ryan Paling is one of them. Um, I think it's a, like, I would give him another year with the Rocket. I think that Joel Bouchard can really bring him to the next level, really teach him also like what the Canadians, like where, where the Canadians see him uh, in the lineup. And so for that, I'll keep him uh, with the Rocket, you know, and just like being on the taxi squad, he couldn't play games. He, he has to play, he has to play games, he has to play hockey. Uh, to get better and better. So for me, I'll keep I'll keep him with the Rocket this year. Maybe give him a shot another year. And you were talking about Kel Fury. Uh, I think in defense, he's the most ready player. Like he's the most ready to go to the NHL. Uh, I like his play. He's physical. He's responsible in his territory. Um, maybe he could have a shot. Uh, maybe like you know getting Victor Mete out of the uh, lineup could give him his chance. But I could keep him uh, with the Rocket for another year, him too, because mm -hmm. he has to play. The boys have to play to just like get yeah. better and better. So, yeah. Uh, I just want to throw a shout out to one of our sponsors here on the Post Game Pints podcast. Uh, I know that uh, Gallo's excited with Vader and his dog. Daphne, do you have a dog? I don't know if you have a dog or not. Yeah. Oh, you I do. have a dog. Okay. So then... Uh, I'm a dog uh, mom. Okay, so you're a dog mom. Gallo's a, a dog dad. Uh, I know that Dave Trenadui has got his, his puppy and his hedgehog. Uh, but check out woofpacks.ca. Woof, W-O-O-F, packs, P-A-C-K-S, dot C-A. Get your monthly package of surprise. I know this past month, I saw the uh, Sunday they were on Instagram and putting out, it was, uh, Mitch, it was all, all hockey-themed. It was all <laughs> hockey-themed, so it's perfect. Uh, woofpacks.ca. Uh, check them out for your the latest with Wolfpack Proud Partner here on the Post Game Pints podcast. Uh, Mitch, before we get to the uh, pop quiz, do you have anything else for Daphne? Because Daphne, we pop quiz every one of our guests. So I hope you're Ooh. mentally ready for this. Uh, Mitch, you got anything before the pop quiz? Yeah, just uh, very quickly, Daphne, we haven't even spoken about the Montreal Canadiens. And you mentioned uh, covering them a bit, uh, filling in uh, last year for Patrick Fiorier. Uh, curious what you think so far, your general impressions, and where do they stack up in the North Division with the other Canadian teams? I think we were really excited about the team that we put on the ice in the first couple of games, and then I don't know what went wrong, but I think that the last, uh, you know, couple of uh, days, off days, uh, will do them the best because, you know, it's going to be a long, long run after that. Uh, so just having the time to just like readjust what was not working, um, getting, you know, like guys have to put on goals. So that, that was a problem. Uh, you have to fix that. You have to work on your power play also. So I think they will be ready, but there's a lot of hockey that is going to be played in the last, uh, in the next few months. So they, they have to be ready. And I think uh, my first prediction was uh, they'll finish second um, just after the Leafs. And I maintain that prediction. 
So I'll maintain that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I've kind of, I've had that in, I had the Canadians a third. I think they're going to battle with Winnipeg. I think Calgary's in the mix there too. Mm. I don't know where they're all going to finish in yeah. the end, but I, I'm starting to think Toronto's going to be separating themselves uh, yeah. from the group just because even when they play poorly, they pick up wins and that's, yeah. that's, it's, it's been impressive. All right. Mm -hmm. So, so Daphne, yeah. uh, you were ready for that one, but are you ready for the pop quiz brought to you by Cunningham's pub? Uh, check the uh, post game pints Facebook page for your chance to win a gift certificate to Cunningham's pub in St. Anna Bellevue, not the best wings in Montreal, not the wings, best wings in Canada, the best wings in the world. Just ask Halle Berry, uh, Cunningham's pub in St. Anna Bellevue. Uh, all right. So Daphne, Mitch does not know the answers to this pop quiz either. So you can turn to Mitch for some help along the way. Okay. All right. Great. So I'm going to ask, uh, there are eight players in the last nine drafts that Mark Bergevin has uh, taken uh, place of Mark Bergevin draft. He's been drafting since 2012 for the Montreal Canadiens. I have eight players, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight players that were drafted out of the Quebec major junior hockey league. Can you name those eight players drafted out of the Quebec major junior hockey league? Little clue here. Only two of them have played in the national hockey league. The other six have not played in the national hockey league. They were just drafted. Some played on the minor league. Some never made it. Some have been traded away. Uh, so you can just throw out any names you want. Eight players drafted out of the Quebec major junior hockey league by Mark Bergevin. By him. So like, yep. Since 2012, his drafts. Okay. Um, oh, um, I'll say his drafts. Okay, I'll say I don't. I don't know. Like uh, Ryan Paling wasn't playing the. He wasn't playing in the queue. He wasn't playing the queue. So I think six of the six of the eight are from Quebec. They're Quebec-born players. Uh, two are not Quebec-born players. It's not an easy list. It's not easy. I'm, I'm telling you right now, this pop quiz is not easy. This is a tough one. Okay, Mitch, I'll need you because... Okay. okay, I'll give you another clue. You have I'm having trouble too, Daphne. Today. I find it hard. I know yeah. one for sure. Yeah. One for sure is Charles Houdon. Charles Houdon is one of them. He was drafted in 2012. Charles Houdon is one of them. Um, you have named one of them already on the podcast. Someone you really like. Someone I really liked. Yeah, uh, you, you gave him good praise with the Rocket this year. So Montreal Canadian traffic out of the queue. Let's see. Out of the queue. Mm. One is on the Rocket. A couple, uh, three have played for the Rocket. Three I'll have played say, for the Rocket. I'll say Ilonen. Uh, nope. He was out of uh, Finland. Played in the Quebec Major <laughs> Junior Hockey League. He played in the. Okay, I don't. I think I I don't understand the question. So um, players drafted yeah. out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League by Mark Bergevin. So they oh, were. Okay, out of. Oh, I I thought. Say okay. my, my English okay. is just as bad as my so French. I'll go. Okay. Uh, Rafael Arvipna. There you go. That is uh, in 2019. You got there it. There you go. Um, they play, uh, you said it, Charles Houdon. Yep. Um, mm, 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 mm. Couple guys have played for the Rocket in the past, not this year though. They're not on the team this year, but they have been on the Rocket in the past. Okay, uh, Odette. 
Yes, Daniel Audette in 2014. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Daniel Audette. I told you, the list is not easy. And the other guy that played the NHL is a forgotten soul. He's no longer in the NHL, but he's a forgotten soul. The other guy. Uh, Nope. He wasn't playing. Ah. Yeah, he was before Bergevin. He was drafted in 2009. 2009, yeah. Um, I was like, wait a minute. You got me. No, he wasn't drafted. I'm very you. bad about this. Yeah. I have yeah. very bad memory, guys. No, no, don't worry about I it. Shout out to Louis LeBlanc, um, by the way. No, shout out for Odette. I only have two more. I only have one more name written down. All right. Okay, help me, Mitch. Is is is, is Meshach playing in the queue? Uh, no. No. No, not it's Meshach. The, uh, uh, all right, show. I'm going to give some clues here. One guy was traded for Yoel Armia and then retired to go play college hockey. Yeah, I forget. Oh my god! Um, I forget. Defenseman. I know it's not, gonna bug me when I you say not, the name. Um, not Raymond, but his first name is Simon. Simon Bourque. You got it, Simon Bourque. All right. Uh, another guy. It? He was a he was a he was a rocket player. He was a big player. Played a physical style, but just never made it to the NHL. Jeremy. Uh, oh, Jeremy. Um, Addison. Last name. Last name is the first name. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I love. I love the pop quiz. I can see the stress in your face, Daphne. Uh, Jeremy Gregoire. Yeah, Jeremy Gregoire. Ah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, another guy that I completely forgot about, Samuel Hood. I'll just give you that one. Ah, Samuel Hood. Yeah. And then the other two are European. One got sick. For a while, never made it to the oh, NHL. Uh, right, um, mm, mm, mm. What is his name? I know his name. <laughs> he was from France. What was he, his name? Was he from France? I thought he was from yeah. like, yeah, he's uh, he had like meningitis. Yeah, he had meningitis for like a year. Martin Rivai. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Martin Rivai. And the other one, the forgotten soul that's played in the National Hockey League, I could give the clue to Mitch, but he'll get the answer. He's never scored 10 goals in the National Hockey League. <laughs> he's European. He's, he's Swiss. Swiss? Okay. Yes. There's a reindeer um, after, named after him in Frozen. Uh, oh, my God. Sven. Oh, Sven. On the- well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. No, 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 no. Come on. VBF.